You're listening to The Trainumentary. On this episode, we visit with musician McCoy Tyner. First of all, I was very uh, informed about who he was through recordings, and then I had a chance to meet him when I was a teenager, uh, during the teenage days, and uh, he came back to stay with his mother, and uh, Alice, ironically that was her name. So my wife-to-be at the time, which I didn't know, you know, uh, her sister was uh, was uh, very familiar with uh, with uh, Naima, who uh, was John's uh, wife. That's how that situation came up, and then I uh, had a chance to meet uh, John through those channels, you know, first. And because I was familiar with his music, but by getting a chance to meet him and uh, hang with him and talk with him about music and everything, that was phenomenal. And we did maybe one or two jobs, you know, during this interim period between being with Miles the first time and then coming home and spending time with his mother and then me meeting him and and then him going back again, I think, with Miles for the second time. So uh, that was a very good good thing for me, being a teenager, I was thrilled to, <laughs> to meet him and get it done. My God, to get a chance to play with him, but I was doing a lot of gigs around Philadelphia at the time. Well, see, I, I I was so young when I met him, you know, and for some reason he wanted me to play play piano with him, you know, I, you know, even though um, it didn't affect me in that way. It just I just loved playing with him. I just wanted to be there, you know. He was a wonderful guy. He was like a big brother to me. I mean, I can speak personally about it, you know, and uh, and because uh, I met him when I was like uh, 17, 18 years old, so it's like. Uh, you know, and uh, it's funny. He used to talk to me like that. You know, it's like, uh, and I, I respected him so much. And uh, it was his uh, his dedication and conviction for what he was doing. I mean, he really practiced all the time, like if we were playing in the club. He'd go in the dressing room in the back, and he's I uh, heard the horn. I said, "Wow, he's back there practicing." Always something to work on. He was so diligent and respect. Always had something he was thinking about, you know, always had something to work on, practicing. And it's, I mean, I never met, met a man that uh, involved in something and loving what, he's, what, what he was doing so much. And as he was, and being very creative, and he uh, wasn't, wasn't worried about, well, uh, you, know, uh, you know, ratings and all. I mean, he wasn't that kind of guy. He just played whatever, and you know, if you didn't like it, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe you might at one, one time, but let me present it to you. That was, you know, the way he, he didn't ever said that, but I assume that's what he meant. Thank <laughs> you. 
I think the court there was a manif- manifestation of what the universe was about, you know, and we know created the universe. <laughs> so I think it was a, uh, definitely, uh, I think that that kind of conscious level uh, that that the band had in that respect, and then I thank God for, for John's leadership in that regard, as I think it made it what uh, made the music rise and shift and move and, uh, and sort of encompass the whole universe, I think. It just in and, and, and a way that uh, the magnitude of it was evident, but, but it, we were just a small part of the whole evolution of time, I think. You know, we all evolve. It's, you know, we grow up, we move along, we get older, we move somebody else. You know, so that's good. was a godsend. I really believe that because I, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, use that word like, oh my God, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying because uh, Jimmy was such an anchor. His timing was impeccable. And he had good sound instrument, you know. He wasn't the kind of person running all over the bass. He he knew what his function basically was. And that's to keep that anchor there in the, in the band. And then Alvin, him and Alvin connected like tremendously. I mean, I they musically they were like buddies, you know, we all were, but they really, a drum and a bass player really have to be tight because the, 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 the pianist and the soloist up front, uh, that's, that gives us the foundation which to work from. Elvin, his timing, like I say, was uh, unique because on top of the fact that he had all this perfect concept of where one where the time was he he placed up on top of that polyrhythms on top of that so he mathematically had everything sort of set up so that he could do all kind of rhythms on top of it but the time never left it was well grounded between him and jimmy so that gave us a heck of a thing performing which to work from because that means that we were free on on top of that foundation we knew where one was but we could elaborate set up a harmonic format for John to listen to and to see the colors that I was creating harmonically underneath him so that he could use that as well. He was very open that way. He wasn't like, well, just listen to me and I'll tell you how to get there. You know, it's like, we are going to get there together. And that, that, that concept, I think, is, is very evident in the band. That was basically, um, uh, I think, to, to provide those tonal colors so that he could uh, 
take that and do what he wanted to do with it. But I think everybody had to have the proper time. And what I mean by that, to, to be able to fit within that rhythmic thing that was happening. We, we were conceptually, I should say, uh, uh, really uh, very, um, well, to the point where we sort of meshed, we came together and uh, on the, the rhythmic thing and what have you. But uh, anyway, I think that part of it speaks for itself. I don't know when he heard the song, actually, My Favorite Things, and uh, I, I think it was a very, very popular song, actually, at the time. Uh, he chose that uh, as a song that we could elaborate on musically. You do a sort of a BAM version of it, which I thought was a good idea, because it gave us a chance to, to expound on theme and uh, to do our own thing with, within that context, you know, so that we didn't lose the character of the song. But at the same time, we had the freedom to, to do what we wanted to do with it because it was a band. That's what was so unique about that band is that uh, we, were, we came together, we culminated without actually having any sort of anybody tell us what to do or how to do it, you know. Like John said, well, we're going to do a band, and, and, and that, that's what we did. We had freedom. That band offered us freedom. We only had a, we had a quartet, basically. I mean, of course, he added pieces as, as we went along. But uh, we had total freedom to do what we wanted to do, and uh, um, and that's a good thing for him because I don't think he wanted a band there to give right out a sheet tell you what to do. He didn't. He didn't actually do that. You know, and so I want to do a band thing here. And this, what you know, I don't. I play the melody, whatever, and then from there we'll just go back to the band, and then we'll do the the last part of the song, which we did. We we ended with that. Da 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 da. You know, that thing. So the, the song didn't lose its identity. But at the same time, we were able to introduce what we what we thought and our interpretation of the, of the song. I think it does. You know, it really kind of I hear it. Kind of, I've been, I've been in a while, but when I they used to play it a lot, you know, and now and then they would play it. And after a certain amount of time would go by, it was kind of gave me some chill bumps. <laughs> the fact that, but like such good memories, <laughs> you, you can't imagine uh, working with in a band like that. You know, because Jimmy was great at what he was doing. He held it, held it down, and him and Elwood were perfect together. I mean, they, we, we did the, and the swing thing. I mean, they collected and, and listened to each other. I mean, we listened to each other. 
And that's the thing. John was the kind of guy, okay, just listen to me. I mean, we listened to each other. We were actually a group, not just a bunch of four guys up there playing. I mean, we, we were really, uh, really a uh, uh, very spiritually connected uh, combination of people. People should listen to Coltrane and the Coltrane uh, Musical Avengers. It's about Coltrane, but it's about how people can do things together and share in the experience. And I think he was such a sharing person. So because of that, it made the band better. Because he wasn't selfish. You know, if I wanted to take a 20-minute solo, good. You know, because we know we knew it was going to be musical. We knew it was going to have credibility and uh, value in terms of the band. So that's what they, that was a very intelligent decision he made. You know, it worked for everybody. For more information on the program, visit trainumentary.blogspot.com.